0: Make sure to subscribe, share with your friends, and enjoy the episode. Hello and welcome back to the episode. Friends, I'm going to be honest with you. I feel super strange recording right now because I'm back in my closet and I have not been here since September um, because I've been at Bible school and I've been recording podcast episodes in my car. Or at friends' houses for the various guest shows that I have done. Um, So it's a little strange being back. And I'm in my pajamas. So that's fun. Gotta be comfy while I record. Um, But yeah, it's definitely different. So I'm excited to be back in my closet. I know that sounds weird, but I am. (laughs) Anyway, uh, I have officially been home from Bible school for three weeks now. Um, And this episode today is going to be about not everything, but a lot of the things that I have learned at Bible school these past three months. If I did share everything, it would be like four hours long. So I'm not going to do that to you guys. Um, But if you have any questions, feel free to come and ask me or text me or call me. Or if you know of someone who is needing a gap year program for after high school, or if they're past college and they just want to learn more about the Bible, like This literally is the perfect thing for them. Um, We even have a lady who is um, like in her 50s who's doing Bible school and it's really inspiring to just see different seasons of life for different people at school. So anyway, with that being said, if you have any questions, let me know. Um, But when I first signed up for Bible school uh, this past March, I felt led to come to this school. I only signed up to go until December. I was coming out of a very hard summer and the first few days of school were pretty rough as I was dealing with a ton of lies in my head, especially as I saw people already getting close and creating groups. And then you just feel left out. And I did. I did feel really left out. Um, I felt lonely and I just wanted to go home. And truly, there were a lot of lies that were just filling my mind with things that are not true for a child of God. And so I had all these lies and um, just seeing people create those groups were really hard. And so the third night of being at school, I was sitting in my special spot outside on the rocks and I was bawling my eyes out and I could just hear people laughing in the student center nearby. And I told God while I was bawling my eyes, um, I told him I was not going to stay here after December. Once December 10th came, I would be done with Bible school and I would just leave. And that was that. And I truly will say that God has a sense of humor and knows exactly what's going to happen in our lives and what is best for us and what will bring him the most glory. So these past three months of being at school have been truly amazing. Not easy, especially since I had a rocky beginning and not always fun, to be honest. but. They definitely have been beautiful, fruitful, and filled with joy. The Lord told me before that I came that I was going to learn the lesson of dying to myself and picking up my cross. I had no idea what this meant. In my mind, dying to myself meant I was going to wake up every day with a frown on my face and I was going to be forced to focus on serving people. And I felt like one of those servants from Downton Abbey, like just truly miserable and depressed. It sounded awful to me. But I was going to do as the Lord led me because I thought that's what that meant is to be depressed as you die to yourself. (laughs) So as time went on, I started walking in my selfishness because I actually realized that I didn't want to die to myself and that did not sound pleasant or fun. And since I was only going to be here for three months anyway, I wanted to have the best time ever. So I started living for myself and I started trying to prove myself to everyone and that did not go well. Because it left me feeling empty and lost and sad and all these lies of not being enough flooded my mind. I started distancing myself from people and then I felt really lonely. During this time is when I started feeling convicted to forgive this guy that hurt me this summer. It took time and it was a process but the Lord led me to forgive him to move on and officially end that chapter. And I feel so free. I felt free after that and I feel so free now. And that started building beautiful friendships because I started realizing that I actually did need community and these were awesome people. So I was starting not to feel as lonely. I was laughing again and I started waking up excited to be at school. But there still was this ache in my soul to spend time with the Father. But there was a part of me that truly, if I'm being honest with you all, I did not want to spend time with God. Even though I was at Bible school and in the Bible all day long, I still didn't want to spend time with God. One day we had our solo afternoon, which is once every month, an afternoon cut out just for you and the Lord. So I decided that I wanted to go in my car to be with the Lord. And I told him how I did not want to talk to him right now. And so I just sat and I just looked out the window. <laughs> and then the Lord led me to 1 Peter 5, 6 through 10, which says, "Humbly Humble yourselves, therefore, under God's mighty hand, that he may lift you up in due time. Cast all your anxiety on him because he cares for you. Be alert and of sober mind. Your enemy, the devil, prowls around like a roaring lion looking for someone to devour. Resist him. Stand firm in the faith because you know that the family of believers throughout the world is undergoing the same kind of sufferings. And the God of all grace, who called you to his eternal glory in Christ, after you have suffered a little while, will himself restore you and make you strong, firm, and steadfast. To him be the power forever and ever. Amen. So during this time of reading this verse, the Lord revealed to me how prideful I'd been and how self-dependent I was. I had this idea of dying to myself, but it was twisted. I was just relying on my own strength and I didn't believe that he cared for me. Therefore, I didn't want to talk with him. The week after, there was a guest teacher who came and his name was Sam Hatfield and he was teaching on the life of Jeremiah. That week, I felt so frustrated, so discouraged, empty, broken, and I just didn't want to go to class (laughs) because that class was really hard to go through. But God used that class to open my eyes to truth, beauty, and simple surrender in the process of letting go to let God be God, despite what my flesh wants or thinks is better. Though Jesus had not come yet to um, Jeremiah, you know, during this time, this concept of laying down your cross was most likely not something Jeremiah was thinking about because he had not come yet. And yet, Jeremiah still had this very strong desire to follow God in the things that he was calling him, even if it meant these prophecies wouldn't happen for 70 years and he looked like a lunatic or he was captured and tortured. He followed God with a heart that inspires me. And as I've been thinking about these things, the Lord has been making me think time and time again, am I enough for you? I was upset that week because I was thinking, Lord, since you called me to obedience and I feel like I'm doing that, why aren't you blessing me? I almost put God in a genie bottle. This concept of, okay, if I follow the Lord in perfect obedience, he's going to give me what I want. And as we went through Jeremiah that week, our teacher asked us a question. How can you rely on the Lord and walk in faith even if things don't get better? Then during another class, our other teacher said, having the fear of God means we recognize who he is and respond accordingly. With both of these statements running through my mind, it reminded me of a prayer I prayed three years ago. I asked God to rid me of myself, to make me in awe of him and to fill me to have the fear of the Lord. That week had been the first time I was seeing that come to fruition. I didn't want to surrender or let go of control out of the fear of my heart and the lack of trusting God, but he was ridding me of myself and showing me that no matter how hard life is, he is always trustworthy and he is always good. So that week, I also realized how God doesn't care about the fluff or if our lives are all put together. Jeremiah's life was literally falling apart. He followed God in obedience and he wasn't receiving an easy, beautiful life by obeying him but he was choosing to follow God because of the love he had for him. I've been so focused on doing things or lurking a certain way to please those around me and to satisfy God, to be a good Christian, you could say. But that week, my eyes were open to how far I had gone down that bunny trail. I don't want to ignore the warnings God has for me or in my pride stay in a place of not obeying God. All throughout this book, Jeremiah was so focused on the will of God and walking in obedience. And it made me realize how I've been so caught up in my selfishness that I haven't repented for some things that I've been setting aside so that God could be below these things. This one hymn was on my mind a lot that week, and it's, um, Tis so sweet to trust in Jesus. So some of the lyrics that were really encouraging to me were, Tis so sweet to trust in Jesus just to take him at his word, just to rest upon his promise, just to know, thus saith the Lord. The next week, our guest teacher, Jerry Benjamin, convicted me in several areas. One thing he said was, when we complain, we are saying God isn't good. God is always good and always gives us good gifts. Have you ever thanked God for those hard things in your life? He is desiring to rid you of yourself, so have you thanked him for it? Instead of complaining about the season you're in, switch it around and focus on how you can be thankful in this season. That week, God used Jerry as well as a friend at breakfast to show me that I needed to start focusing on being content and having joy again. Jerry Benjamin shared in that past week's lecture, he said, The center of Paul's life was himself until he came to the light on the road to Damascus. We all must come to the end of ourselves. Realize that God doesn't owe you anything. He is above all. Jerry also mentioned how Job asked God 72 questions. God didn't answer a single one of them, but Job still came to the end of himself and came into repentance. He stated, God didn't come to take sides or to be on the same level as us. He came to take over. He is the Lord of hosts. He said to Moses, I am who I am. We say life is unfair or God isn't good, but we need to look at Calvary's cross. The greatest unfairness was all the sin that was set on Jesus. When he takes us through difficulties, the only thing that is burned is our sin. Gold, for example, doesn't fear the fire because the goldsmith takes it through the fire to purify it. The goldsmith knows it's done in the fire when he can see himself in it. Our testings are not to be dreaded. In the times of testings, we won't recognize he's all we need until he's all we have. We have to go through the fire until Christ can see himself through us. So don't fear brokenness, but welcome it. It's a way we can know the person of Christ in a deeper way. That week, my eyes were open to how far off track I've gone from having joy in all circumstances and how easily I can play the woe is me game. Life is falling apart. <laughs> Philippians 4.4 says that he is our joy. He is the secret place in our trials. What I feel like is a useless or painful thing to go through is what I need to point my eyes on Jesus. He is all I need as I abide under the shadow of the Almighty. He is my sufficiency. He will be with me to all that he says is, and I just need to lean on him. I want to be characterized by Christ, and this life with Christ is not about us. God is in perfect control, and he reveals in perfect grace. Then after these convicting but really encouraging two weeks of classes, we got evacuated because of a forest fire that was coming towards our school. So while packing up my things to leave for who knows how long to who knows where made me feel out of control, but I felt incredibly peaceful at the same time. Through it all, the Lord provided joy as a church hosted our whole school for games and food, and then the YMCA opened their lodge for our whole school to stay there as long as we needed. Dan Thomas was our next teacher, and he taught on Ecclesiastes during the evacuation, which he started with this statement, Will you have a mindset that this challenge is perfecting me in my weakness, or this challenge sucks? He's then presented to the class that Ecclesiastes 1-2, the writer, which possibly was Solomon, he said, everything is meaningless. This phrase was said 36 times throughout the book, and the pronoun that comes up the most in this book is I, while the most asked question was, what's in it for me? Dan said that if you're at the hub of your life, then you're going to ask questions like, what's in it for me? What will I gain? These questions basically come to, how can I be glorified in this? Life is not about what is in for me. Life is about how can God be glorified and receive honor. Solomon was asked by God in 1 Kings 3, 9, what he desired from the Lord. And he responded with, to have a hearing heart. That's what he desired to be the hub of his life. Dan then asked us, is that what you want for the hub of your life? And that was really convicting. Dan would use a bike wheel to remind us what was the hub of our life. He said, sometimes we need rocks to show us what the hub is of our life. If at the hub of your wheel is yourself and you hit a hard thing in life, it causes you to fall and to reflect. God needs to be the hub of your wheel. Do you come for him or do you come for yourself? Do you want to change for God or for yourself? It'll create arrogance and pride if you're at the center. It's meaningless when you're at the hub instead of the Lord. We love playing God, but we need to realize we have a great, almighty God. We are man, and we need to be content with those roles. Dan ended the class with the question, what was Ecclesiastes all about? And he said, man's life was meant to have God as the center of our hearts. If you take the fear of God out of your life, you will destroy yourself and those around you. Ask God, what's in it for you, God, not for me? It's not about what's in it for me, but I want it to be from God and how to glorify his name and honor him. The classes at school have been so, so good. They haven't always been easy to go through because they've been very uh, convicting, but ultimately they've pushed us closer to the Lord. I truly have loved this community that I've been living in. I have really great friends who challenge me and push me closer to the Lord and who have brought me so much joy. And I have amazing roommates and I just love everyone so much there. I also really, really love the staff and I've really just seen how Christ-like communities work and how Christ-like staff in a ministry work. And that's been really, really cool to see. Um, I have also really just enjoyed living in the little mountain town of Estes Park, Colorado, and just being in the mountains again has been so good. And the Lord is so good. I am so grateful for the work he has done in me, and I'm grateful that I get to grow deeper in love with him while I'm at Bible school. So the end of the story is the fire did not touch our school. (laughs) I guess this is not the end of the story, but Yeah, basically the fire did not touch our school, um, praise the Lord. And we were able to come back two days later. We then had classes all week and then we had a big fancy dinner and we had dancing and then we all departed ways for Thanksgiving break. The day after Thanksgiving, we heard that there were students with COVID at the school and that we couldn't come back to school. Or if we wanted to stay at school, we could, but we'd have to stay in quarantine We had two more weeks left of school before Christmas break and a beautiful Christmas program planned, which I was so stoked about, Um, but all of it was canceled in a matter of time and we didn't really get to say goodbye to each other and it felt like a big loss and I finally was able to mourn this loss only a few days ago. It was hard, but as I reflect on these three months, I realized that God could have canceled all of school. He could have allowed more COVID outbreaks or other things could have happened, but he didn't allow these things to happen. And this extra time truly right now at home has given me space and freedom for God to move in me and to do more healing in me right now, which I can share a different time. So all in all, time at school has been beautiful. And I'm so grateful that the Lord has opened this door for me to continue the rest of the year. And so Lord willing, I will be at school until May of 2022. And I'm excited to see what he has in store for this summer. And I have no idea what I'm going to do next fall. Um, but what I'm learning is I'm not in control. And there is peace in that because God is trustworthy. And I can put my hope in Him. And this has truly been a beautiful season of growth. So much joy and so many dreams have happened. And learning to hope again has been so refreshing as I grow closer to my King. Colossians 1.27 says, Christ in you is the hope of glory. This is an exciting journey. Or as Ellie from Up says, adventure is out there. And following Christ is so beautiful and so exciting. And so that is what I have learned these past few months at Ravencrest. Um, And like I said, there have been many more things that the Lord has been revealing to me and growing in me. And it hasn't always been easy, like I said, but it truly, truly has been beautiful. So I'm excited to come back, hopefully, in January, (laughs) if nothing else happens that we don't know of. Um, and I'm excited to see the things that he is going to do in the next few months while being there from January to May and to see how he moves and how he brings our body closer together and the memories that will be created and, um, yeah, the new experiences and the new things that I'll be able to grow in and be challenged in and more teachers that will get to meet and maybe new people. And it's just really exciting. So Um, hopefully soon I'll get to share what the Lord has been teaching me while I've been back at home. I do know Christmas is next week. Um, so we'll see if I record an episode, but if not, Merry Christmas, everyone. I hope you all have a great holiday season with your family. And just remembering that Christ is our everything. He is our joy. He is our strength and he is our hope. And he truly is trustworthy as we place our hope in him. So be encouraged, friends, and I'll talk to you guys sometime soon. All right, bye.